Good morning. Welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along today. On this day in Holy Week, when we're talking about different events in the life of Jesus during the last week, the final week of his life. This morning, we're going to talk about Gethsemane. And when we go to Israel, Gethsemane is one of my favorite locations. It's a very moving experience to go to Gethsemane. Gethsemane is where these olive trees are, is where Jesus prayed the night he was betrayed. Gethsemane means olive press. And indeed, Jesus was pressed at this time. His soul was pressed. His soul was in agony. And we want to talk about that this morning. So glad to have you along as we look into the Word of God, talk about it, pray over it, allow the Word of God to have its impact in our life. The Word of God is powerful, living, active. Indeed, is it living and active in your life? I hope so. Because if it is, it'll make you the person God created you to be. And if it's not, you miss out on that. So what happened? The, the disciple, Jesus had just had this meal with his disciples. This was the Last Supper. And we're going to talk about this tomorrow in tomorrow's Daily Word and Prayer. But now they've left Gethsemane, or excuse me, they've left the upper room. They've walked out to Gethsemane, which is up on uh, the Mount of Olives. And they're in this, they're in this uh, um, garden of olive trees. And Jesus says to his, his disciples, wait here. Watch with me while I go over there and pray. And his soul was greatly distressed. He prayed for about an hour. The disciples fell asleep. It happened three times. He came back each time. He kind of reproved him. He said, can't you watch with me for one hour? Can you imagine that? The loneliness, the fear, the agony that Jesus was going through and his disciples. Can't you watch with me for one hour? And three times he prayed this. And he went away to pray, and they couldn't stay awake for an hour. Well, he must have, they, they must have been tired. He said, the, the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. And sometimes we're like that as well. And so we want to keep at it, keep inspired. Sometimes our spirit's willing and the flesh is weak too. But here's what I want to get to. Jesus, the, the key verse here, Jesus fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father... If it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Or one translated, not my will be done, but thy will be done. What's going on here? What's he talking about? He fell on his face praying. We knew something was coming up. You and I know it was coming up. And in my life, for years and years and years, I always thought, well, he didn't, you know, the, the cross, the crucifixion, it's going to be tough. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to be lashed, he's going to be scourged, he's going to be whipped, he's going to be beaten. They're going to put the crown of thorns on his head. He's gonna, he can barely carry the cross out, and then they're going to nail his hands, nail his feet, and there he's going to die by means of crucifixion. Of course, no one would want to go through this. Of course, the challenge of this would be, uh, the, the difficulty of it would be excruciating, no doubt about it. But I think he had something more in mind. I believe the death of Jesus was the most severe, difficult, hard, painful, excruciating death of any person who's ever died. Well, others have died of crucifixion. In fact, others died, other, others hung on those cross for days. Jesus died within the day, within, actually within a matter of hours, Jesus died. Others hung on those cross, would hang on the cross for days and days. And it's hard to say that the pain 
the 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 physical pain Jesus experienced in his six hours on the cross was somehow worse than someone who would have been up there for six days hanging on that cross. And still, I believe his death was the worst, most excruciating death of all time. Why? It's because of the cup. What is this cup? Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. What's that? What's that mean? What is the cup? Well, let's look at some verses in the Old Testament and we see what the cup is. Jeremiah 51, he says, Rouse yourself, rouse yourself, arise, O Jerusalem, you who have drunk from the Lord's hand the cup of his anger, the chalice of reeling you have drained to the dregs. Here he speaks of a cup that is the anger of God. The anger of God. How about in Isaiah? For thus the Lord, the God of Israel, says to me, Take this cup of wine of wrath from my hand and cause all the nations to my send you to drink it. The cup of the wine of wrath from God's hand. That was the cup in Isaiah. The cup of the wine of wrath of God. What was he dreading? This is the cup he was dreading was the cup of the wrath of God. It was more than the physical uh, anguish that he would endure upon the cross. It would be the cup of God's wrath, God's judgment. He was going to bear the anger of God, the wrath of God. Now you stop and think about this for a moment. Jesus was going to go to the cross and he was going to die for the sins of the world. And what does that mean? The sins of all the world. My friends, all the sins and the wrath of God for all the sins that have ever been. We're going to fall on Jesus. Do you get upset when you see the effects of sin? Do you get upset when you see violence? Are you upset by pictures coming out of your crane these days of violence against people? Are you upset by by when you hear someone being the victim of a violent crime, someone getting ripped off, someone being oppressed? All that all God is too. And all of the wrath of God, I'm not embarrassed by and ashamed of the wrath of God. God gets angry when people sin, damages, and hurts other people. And God has said, leave, do not take your own vengeance, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And God will repay. But where the vengeance he took, it all was focused on Jesus Christ. And when he died on the cross, it was so much more than just that he died of, of uh, I mean, the, the physical pain of hanging on that cross. It was the spiritual pain, the weight of the sins of the world were falling upon him. Of all the sins of the world throughout history. Oh my goodness, what a burden he bore. What a cross he was bearing. This is why I can say that even though I think some people, some physical deaths have probably been, I don't mean this to sound disrespectful, sacrilegious in any way, but I think some physical deaths, again, a person who hung on the cross for six days was probably more painful than someone who only was six hours. But no one, no one has borne the wrath of God in their death like Jesus did. The sins of the world fell upon him. It says, if God took my sins off of me, your sins off you, and he put them all upon Jesus Christ and he and as he hung there those six hours, it must have been 
an excruciating judgment. This is why he would cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? His soul was in agony, but he bore the sins for us. Aren't you glad he didn't turn back? I think of Jesus here in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was, he was being tempted. He was being tempted to not go to the cross. He was contemplating the, the, the price of what it was going to mean. He was contemplating it. He was considering it. And, and there was this temptation. Oh, Father, if, if any other way, please. By the way, any other way for what? Well, any other way for us to be saved. People ask if Jesus is the only way to salvation. Is Jesus the, do people without Jesus get saved? Jesus made it clear right here. The only way to be saved, the only way for us to be reconciled, the only way for us to be freed, the only way for us to go to heaven one day is he had to drink the cup. If he didn't drink the cup, there was no other way. And aren't you glad he did? You know, I think of Jesus and the opportunity he had to turn back. Going to Jerusalem, it says he knew what awaited him. He told the disciples, I'm going to be betrayed and killed. Peter tried to stop him. He said by, in, in Matthew 16, by no means, Lord, this shall never happen to you. He said, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You're setting your mind on man's interest rather than God's. He went to Jerusalem. He, he didn't have to. He could have avoided it. Here in, in, the, Garden of Gethsemane, he, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he knew it was coming. His disciples ran and got away. Jesus could have run away. He Instead of praying there, knowing Judas was off casting his deal with the Pharisees, Jesus could have escaped that night. He knew Judas was coming and would betray him. He could have not shown up. Later, when Jesus stood before the Sanhedrin, they said, Are you the Christ, the Son of the living God? He could have said, No, no, I'm not. He could have denied it. He could have said, You guys got this wrong, but he didn't. He said, It is as you say. That's exactly who I am. When 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 they sent him to 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 Pilate, Pilate tried to say, "I don't want to have anything to. I want to wash my hands of this guy. I find no guilt in him." Jesus could have struck a bargain right then to be released, but he wouldn't. Before Herod, Herod was trying. Herod could have. Pilate was trying to let him go. Herod could have let him go. He was asking for an excuse. Jesus didn't say a word to him. Kept his mouth shut. Even on the cross, Jesus could have called upon 12 legions of angels to come deliver him, but he didn't. On his way to Jerusalem, in the Garden of Gethsemane, before the Sanhedrin, before Pilate, before Herod, on the cross, he never stopped. He never turned back. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad he went all the way for us? I mean, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a, what a Savior we serve. You know, our salvation, by grace you're saved, our salvation is God's free gift to us, but it wasn't cheap. Jesus paid a mighty price for this. He paid a mighty price, and for this we are so grateful and thankful. Father in heaven, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, and our Savior. Jesus, you're awesome. You, We thank you that when you were tempted to run, you didn't. When you were tempted to not go all the way, you you didn't give in. You went all the way to the cross. You knew what awaited you, a death like no one else ever. You were going to bear a cup of the wrath of God. You were going to bear the cup 
of the wrath of God. And oh Jesus, we we we're humbled when we think that you bore that so that we would not need to. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. We thank you for the pain you went through. Thank you for the emotional pain, the spiritual pain. Thank you, separation from your father to you cried out, oh my God, why? And yet you, you never turned back. We're so grateful. We receive all that you give us. We receive this forgiveness. We receive this salvation. We receive this goodness that you purchased for us. We receive all of this, Jesus, and we're so grateful and we love you and bless you. You inspire us, Jesus. You not only save us, but you inspire us. You inspire us to be faithful to you. You inspire us to be faithful to our calling, to all that we, we want to be finishers as well, just like you did. And you even said it is finished. And we thank you. Thank you for your courage, your boldness, your faithfulness, your steadfastness, even in the midst of unbelievable suffering. We give you praise. Thank you that for this wonderful message. Thank you it frees not only us, but it frees the world. It's available to all. Oh Lord, how we pray that this wonderful gospel message might be heard, proclaimed, raise up people to proclaim it, use us to say it. Lord, the harvest is plentiful. Raise up workers for the harvest to take your gospel message to all the ends of the earth such an awesome message. We thank you for the love of God. We see it today, Lord. We see it in the scripture. The love of God that you have for us, the love of Jesus Christ. Jesus, you love the Father and you loved us. And we thank you and bless you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, God bless you. I love you guys too. Sorry. Oh my goodness. I thought I had the technical work all worked out. I worked so hard on it. I guess I had a moment of silence there. I hope you stuck with me to the end because it's such a good message. I'm glad for all of you who did. So God bless you. I come to you today from Ames, Iowa. I know many have been praying for us. The weather's turned kind of bad here. We had terrible weather come through last night. Yesterday was terribly windy. Today's only going to be in the 30s and, and brisk winds. So we won't be on campus today, but we've had a great time with a lot of the students anyway and some great meetings. So thanks for your prayers. The weather didn't cooperate uh, the last day or two but we still had a fruitful time. So thank you for your prayers from here in Ames, Iowa. Tomorrow I'll be on a plane, so the live stream will be premiered, and then I'll see you, uh, so we'll be here. We're here every day, every day. So if you're new, welcome. I hope you come back every day. We believe there's value in getting in the Word of God every day. We don't want to be once a week Christians. We're everyday Christians. And we, we, we believe there's value in the Word of God being taught into our lives every day. We need this. We need encouragement. We need the inspiration. Bit by bit, God builds us. Bit by bit, he strengthens us. Day by day. We, we go to events where we get motivation to change. And sometimes motivation comes in an event or at a time. But it's the day by day consistency where change occurs. Make sure your motivation to serve the Lord, to love God, to be a better Christian. Make sure that motivation turns into daily activities that make the change that bring about that consistency okay so i love you guys make sure you subscribe make sure you hit the notify tell your friends and come back every day let's let's build a community of strong everyday christians strong in the word of god so until we meet tomorrow god bless you 